0: You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network.
1: This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. There it is. Come. Doesn't even have to flap his wings. <laughs> he just floats. It's like, fuck it.
0: <laughs> he's like a Zeppelin,
1: just. <laughs> Who knew that wings were always just for show, like, just to flap? I can't see none of them. Nope, <laughs> <They're> just... <laughs> none of them. <laughs> <laughs> they the <laughs> They run on gas. That voiceover It sounds like he's not into sky. it. That's uh, Henry Morgan from, uh,
0: Harry Morgan, uh, M.A.S.H. and Uh. Dragnet.
1: (laughs) Twinkle. Look down there, Gorbash, my friend. On that troubled earth below us, confusion and chaos reign. All mankind is facing an epic choice. A world of He's got magic, a penis for a mouth, you on I mean, Nose? Of yeah, he does. That oh is my God. a total wiener. He <laughs> totally just lick his nose.
0: <laughs> From legendary singer-songwriter Don in McLean.
1: Wow. Or in my mind. People get it, get all flustered over this. Yeah. <laughs> 1982 You recording? Yeah
0: Oh, okay, well let's go into it then discussion. (laughs) Welcome everybody to 80's Revisited Our second to last stop on our uh, animation fest As we go through some of the classic and not so classic animated Non-Disney animated films of the decade we love here on the podcast Of course I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris With me as always, our faithful producer, Jesse Sedgley
1: Yes I am
0: and today it's a twofer! We haven't had a twofer in a long, long time.
1: Why is it a twofer, Trey?
0: Because, first of all, I decided to watch Flight of Dragons, and I don't have much to say about uh. this movie. So I was like, that's not gonna be a whole episode. But apparently a lot of people love it, so we'll talk about it, and then we'll talk about a movie I actually did watch, and actually didn't mind re-watching, and finished, and didn't, didn't want to rub my eyes with bleach, The uh. Last Unicorn. So now we we'll, well, now we'll should be able to fill an episode.
1: Uh, Flight of the Dragons lovers, get your emails ready. Yep,
0: <laughs> let's just go over it real quick because I got some stories about it, not just from Damn me wings. watching it. But anyway, Flight of Dragons, August third, nineteen eighty-two. Bizarrely, IMDb gives this movie or says this movie's a seven point nine, which on IMDb, if there's a movie I'm even halfway interested in, it's you know it's in the sevens. That's usually a good sign like, okay, there might be something good here. Yeah. A good indicator of there's something of worth. No. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, not available. Uh, uh, however, 84% of the people who went to the Rotten Tomatoes page for it say that they want to see it. If you're part of that 84%, listen to this episode first and we can save you an hour and a half of your life, possibly. I could not find any information about the budget, the opening weekend, the domestic gross worldwide, or rentals. Uh, it looks
1: expensive. Well, I mean, you know, hiring Don McLean and.
0: <laughs> At this point, in the 80, you know, in
1: 82, 82. This is
0: long after Vincent and American Pie. Are we going to
1: get to do this? <laughs> Not some no name. The American Pie guy.
0: Ugh, it's this movie. Anyway, uh, directed by Jules Bass <laughs> or Bass uh, and Arthur Rankin, which as I was co- doing my little fact sheets for these films, uh, I didn't know this, but this is the, these are the same directors of the other movie we cover, The Last Unicorn. Hmm. Strangely enough blew him, I was like I don't see how this is possible uh, Written by Romeo Mueller uh, Funny coincidence Not coincidence But if you want to know Something else he did That you've probably seen He did the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer You probably watch every Christmas uh, And it was based. this was based on a novel By Peter Dickinson And Gordon Dickon Or Dixon I don't know I assume they're not related Is
1: that what you said? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no just because you're looking at This What's it Uh Carolinas, I don't remember his name. That is such a penis. That, <laughs> that is, is. Look at a picture of Carolinas <laughs> from this movie, and it is. That's an. In, that's like a Disney end joke with the Little Mermaid, and one of the spires on the cover is a cock. Because yeah, that is
1: the nostrils. Is and a the penis. There's
0: <laughs> no way it's not. <laughs> There's a skit on Saturday Night Live where like uh, it was SNL or Mad TV where it was like I'm gonna teach it's a, like Artie Lang or Horatio Sanz one I'm like I want to teach you how to draw this. And he draws like a big note, like he draws yeah. a dick, and they're like, no, no, stop drawing, stop drawing, like, no, no, it's a nose. It's a face. <laughs> and it, but he started drawing a dick nose. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's see, uh, starring, who stars in this movie? Well, uh, actually a pretty decent or surprising cast for an animated movie, uh, in 1982 at least, John Ritter, he plays Peter Dickinson. Wait, I heard that name. That's because the dude who wrote the novel put himself in the novel. <laughs> Uh, of course, Three's Company, Problem Child, Bride of Chucky, passed away not too long ago. Well, actually, it's been a while now. Uh, Victor Buono played mm-hmm. Uh He was King Tut in the Batman TV show, the 66 version. Uh, James, the legendary James Earl Jones is Omamadan. Uh, of course, Darth Vader, Field of Dreams, Conan. And I actually watched him in a movie last night called uh, Alan Quartermain and the City of Gold, and it was terrible. Hmm. Uh, There's a great documentary, and it's relevant to the podcast. Uh, It's called Electric Boogaloo, and it's it's a story of Canon Films, which are Canon Films big in the late 70s and all through the 80s. They did Masters of the Universe, Over the Top, Delta Force, but it was about how they would just make as many movies as they could as cheaply as possible and just sell them and make money. They'd make money off of them repeatedly until they started doing big-budget movies and they fell apart. But anyway, uh, one of the movies they talked about was it was a, it was a, it, this was a sequel. The first one was called City of... Uh, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, it's, it was a yeah. sequel. Regardless, to get on topic, I watched it because Cassandra Peterson was in it, Elvira. And right. in the documentary, I was like, damn, she looks good in that movie. I want to download that movie and watch it. Uh, it is absolutely terrible. And it's, it probably has the worst green screen effect I've ever seen in a movie in my life. Uh, but watch the hmm. documentary... Uh, Electric Blue. it's actually really good about how a studio implodes on itself and really, really interesting. Uh, mm. And you also see a lot of clips from this movie, which is more than enough, or that movie, I should say, more than enough than you need to see to not waste your time watching it. It's an Indiana, It's a cheaply made Indiana Jones ripoff, put it to you that way. Wow. If you couldn't tell from the cover. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like they literally just put Richard Chamberlain's face on an Indiana Jones poster. Huh. But uh, anyway... Uh, Harry Morgan it was 4. Carolinas, 3. <laughs> the uh, the dick-nose wizard. Also, he was in Dragnet, the TV show, and MASH. Uh, Alexandra Stoddart was Princess Melisandi in this. Uh, she was also in the awesome late 80s X-Men cartoon that only had one episode uh, called, uh, I guess it was more of a special, I guess, not even a uh, uh, series, but it was Pride of the X-Men. Hmm. I uh, think I've so seen that. It was really cool. Uh, I haven't seen it since I, ha- I got it on vhs in the late 80s kind of looks
1: like the uh cartoon like you know must have been some inspiration for it because art even looks the same
0: yeah uh yeah good point but uh the cool thing is it's it's that era's x-men so it's like cyclops and not like uh the mid-90s kind of outfit you know more like his not origin outfit but right. classic everybody had that wolverine was in his brown and white uh brown and tan suit yeah my favorite suit for wolverine uh, it's really cool I'm sure you probably can watch it on YouTube it's bound to be on there but it's got all the classic X-Men in it it's really good uh, from what I remember I have not revisited it in many years mm. but I remember watching it repeatedly it's only like 20 minutes long kind of thing but it's really good but she was Dazzler in it uh, it's
1: not rated as good as Flight of the Dragons it's
0: better than Flight of the I would watch that three times in a row before I'd watch Flight of the Dragons again <laughs> put it to you that way uh, let's see well, Nelly. it's only 30 minutes long yeah, exactly. I'd watch it three times on repeat before I would watch Flight of Dragons again, I'm telling you. But it's awesome. It's got Juggernaut. It's got all the classic. It's got the brotherhood in it against the, X, the classic X-Men. It's great. It's really good. Hmm. Uh, Nellie Flower was Danielle. She was also in Last Unicorn, but also she did a lot of voices for kids' cartoons. But she had a recurring role on Thundar the Barbarian, uh, great little 80s show. Back in the day. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the cast. So, I mean, not, not like a bad cast, but uh, I'm watching this movie, and it is just so fucking dumb. I'm just bored out of my mind. The animation is terrible. <laughs> like, it's not even... It's. I think we talked about last episode or episode before last about how like the, the extreme difference, especially in the 80s, between uh, what I call back in the day Japanimation and American animated stuff. Just how one looks really cool like and a comic book lazy. and one looks like a kid's coloring book. Fight of Dragons is a kid's coloring book. It's it's so bad there's hardly any animation. It's 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 like a lazily lazily animated film. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like an American tale, uh or even uh shit, what we do last week and I kind of forgot. Oh yeah, Black Cauldron. Yeah. You know, it's Black Cauldron's you know it had the detailed backgrounds. You know like when you watch an episode of He-Man or G.I. Joe? You have that painted background, but then you yeah. see that door that's clearly animated. That's the one they're going to use. Yeah, or like there's, there's a mountain, and then there's that part of the mountain that's animated. You're like, okay, a tank's going to come out of the mountain. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's the animated part. But even Black Cauldron had some great, you know, matte painting, background painting, but plates, whatever they call it in the yeah. animation lingo. This does not. It,
1: it's, it looks like watercolors or something going on back there.
0: Yeah, it's not even like... You know, I could appreciate if it had like a certain aesthetic, but it honestly it's just, look at that. It's not even like the same movie. It's <laughs> like it's, it's like they had different animators but nobody's on the same page. Like, "Oh, I thought we were doing, you know, this yeah, style."
1: We got someone else doing that.
0: Yeah. But anyway, uh the reason I picked this movie was because our D&D group, our friend Jeremy, he's he's super tall, but he's like a teddy bear. He's like super friendly and silly and Gentle whatever. Gentle giant. Yeah. Good way <laughs> to put it. <laughs> But uh, he's like, oh man, we we're talking, doing something. He's like, oh, that reminds me of that movie, Flight of Dragons, I watched when I was a kid. I'm like, Flight Dragons, that sounds like vaguely familiar. Is that like from the '80s? Like, yeah. And he goes on oh, to say how he loved it, it's one of his favorite movies. And Michael, our friend Michael, uh, was like, yeah, man, i remember watching it as a kid, it was great. I'm like, oh, man, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna watch it. That sounds, you know, I can't believe I'm be fair. That.
1: Michael says everything's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, and then like the next session, he's like, oh, did you watch Flight of Dragons? I'm like, no, I downloaded it, but I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. The Mm. next session, if you watch it, No, I keep forgetting that I have it. Oh wow! Because I got other things to watch. So then I finally break down and watch it, it. (laughs) and then the next D and D session, I'm he's like, oh dude, man, did you you watch it? Yeah, like yeah, I I I came in saying, oh dude, I watched Fly Dragons. Oh, did you like it? I'm like, no, No. (laughs) no, this movie was terrible. And in fact, we played a few days or last weekend, this past weekend. Today's Monday, so I say last weekend. It feels like forever ago. Right. But anyway, and he was like, he's like, dude, after you told me that you didn't like it. He has it on VHS. His kids watch it. Oh, okay. He's like, he went home. All right, between our last D and D session and this one, he said like his wife was like, "Oh yeah, I put on Flight of Dragons for the kids. You ought to go watch it with them." He's like, "No, I just can't watch it anymore." <laughs> so this past Why can't session, he watch it. He just said every time I watch it, I just see how I, he doesn't see it right. Like he doesn't see it right anymore, like he did with the, the rose colored glasses are off. I guess. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he asked me. I'll, I said, "Dude, it looks like somebody had a bad shit and just you know took a roll of toilet paper <laughs> and like." Put that on the screen. So oh wow! Like I railed. I was like, I just like, <laughs> dude, this movie is terrible. I can't see how you like it. Yeah. So I basically hurt his feelings. <laughs> yeah. You broke him. Tell him how bad I hated this movie. Not, but, just like
1: you're breaking all these people listening.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, that's probably the case because Travis, our friend Travis, who we play board games with, right. uh, he said he's seen it and he liked it and made a reference to it when I brought it up at board game night. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, dear God, like, what am I missing here? <laughs> Yeah. But I, I'm not watching it again to see what I'm missing.
1: All right. But anyway. Okay, he looks like uh, a fat, luchador wrestler.
0: <laughs> El hombre de traguinisto.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> That's like, close enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. And the big thing, here's, here's what I think. It's all about nostalgia for this film. Mm-hmm. I, I do not remember anything. I might have seen it as a kid. If I did, I didn't like it. Then enough to where I watched it enough to there's, there's no connection. So I'm, I'm like the Daniel Santangelo <laughs> watching this film and it's just like it's that's gone. an old <laughs>
1: reference. <laughs> and that's my dog.
0: Sound like a demon. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I if you like this movie, I'm not saying you're wrong. I didn't you I, you probably grew up watching this movie is why you like it. And I can I have a, a comparison for this in the next movie we're going to talk about because I watched it recently and loved it still. Ah. But anyway, uh, some some three pieces of trivia I could find about this <laughs> terrible movie in my opinion. Uh, it was actually made in 1982. Uh, it, was given, it wasn't widely available. Oh, excuse me. It was... Let me, let me start over. It was finished in 82. It was given a wide direct-to-video release in 82, but it never went to theaters until 1986. Hmm. So it was on VHS for four years before it came to theaters for some reason. For take, wow. Maybe that's because it was so popular on VHS they made it theatrical. I don't know. Whatever. It's loosely based on the novel The Dragon and the George by Gordon Dixon, like I mentioned earlier. And okay. it was the last film project of Victor Bono, who again was Arga and was King Tut and Batman. Hmm. Yeah, and also like I I'm watching this movie and yeah, there's all this playing a board game. There's all this Yeah, you might you might like it, Jesse. You should watch it. <laughs> but I'm watching this movie and then all of a sudden it goes all these dragons flying around and, and all these strange things are happening and then rocket dice. Right. But uh dice. And then all of a sudden, it goes to modern day with John Ritter's character in a game shop trying to pitch a board game. And then he gets sucked into the board game. It's like Jumanji. And I'm just like watching this, like, did I fall asleep and like miss that's something here?
1: That is such a penis on his nose. I mean, that's all yeah, I can that see. Is. That'd be funny if it went up. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: God, this movie's so bad. If you Again, if you like this movie, I'm not saying you're wrong. But you're wrong. <laughs> but it, it, this movie's terrible. It's at, this, is, this is the lowest scored movie that's ever been on the podcast.
1: Oh, wow. I give it a two. Wow. And I think Jaws
0: of Revenge even got a three or a 3.5. So That's wild. Actually, I don't know what Xanadu got. Xanadu might be the lowest. I can't remember what I gave it. But it got a big pass because it was fun to look at with Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Go listen to that episode if you want to review on that movie. Yeah.
1: But Send yeah, us an email. Let I'd rather watch
0: Xanadu was. again than watch Flight of Dragons. Wow. It was just so. Not boring. even the
1: theme could bring in with all the dragons and. No, you think. That's it.
0: <laughs> I'd Go in watching, like, oh, cool. It's gonna be, you know. Early eighties anime style. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and okay. In full disclosure, I hate Pete's Dragon, by the way. Oh. I hate that movie. As a kid, like we'd watch it at n- the nursery. We're like, you know, before you're too young, you're old enough to go to school, and like you'd watch a movie. Well, one of the movies I had at the nursery was Pete's Dragon. I'm just like, I fuck. I didn't. That's not what. This isn't what I said at that fuck age. But I'm movie. like, I fucking hate <laughs> Pete's Dragon. I've never liked the movie, and they're remaking it now, and it looks like it's Jurassic a book. Park or something. I don't know, but anyway. And so, you know, the idea of like Pete's Dragons is a, is a that sounds like a good story when you just think about the idea, but the movie's terrible to me.
1: Cat's got big balls on his face. <laughs> There's dicks everywhere <laughs> There's in dicks. the animation in this movie. <laughs> oh God, dicks and balls just all over the place. <laughs>
0: but anyway, we got another movie to get to. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, this movie released August 3rd, 1982. And in the real world, uh, August 12th, legendary American actor Henry Fonda passed away after seeing this movie. Uh, <laughs> who's Peter Fonda? I know that last name that you should because he's Peter and Jane's dad. Mm-hmm. Of course, Peter Fonda from Easy Rider, Jane Fonda from numerous workout videos my mama had. And I'm sure a lot of teenagers in the 80s probably fat too. Uh, but he was, mm-hmm. Henry Fonda's big film was Grapes of Wrath. Uh, he's very prolific, and a lot of pe- a lot of uh, you know actors oh, yeah, look up yeah. to him from um, as a once upon a time in the west. Yeah, legendary actor. That's what I remember. Uh, but he passed away the same year, uh, a few days after this movie came out. Hopefully, he died without having to see it. But uh, as we're doing all throughout anime, actually, no, this is this will be after the next movie.
1: Maybe that's how he died. Yeah.
0: <laughs> little his little daughter Jane and son. Well, actually, they'd grown up by that time. Nah, Uh, he sent
1: out a tweet and said, my last wish is to watch this movie. (laughs) That's how they do it it nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dying. I want to see a movie before everyone else.
0: Put it on as I leave this life. Oh, my God. He'd die sooner because, like,
1: so many cocks.
0: (laughs) His last words were
1: so many cocks.
0: (laughs) What does it mean, Daddy? What does it it mean? mean? (laughs) Oh, God. Mm. Anyway, the second film in this twofer, a little change of pace, a little more upbeat, and a little more excited to talk about this one, The Last Unicorn. Uh, This one was released the same year, actually, November 19th, 1982. However, the bastards on IMDb (laughs) only think this one's worth a 7.5, where Flight of Dragons is a 7.9, like almost an 8.0 on IMDb.
1: Well, then this has got to be the worst movie, like, comparison.
0: It also should be noted there's only, like, 4,700 reviews of Flight of Dragons. There's fifteen thousand for Last Unicorn, mm. so I imagine you know it was the people who really liked Flight of Dragons that recommended it on IMDb. At least that's the only thing I can think of because it's so bad. Mm. But anyway, I digress. IMDb seven point five for uh, Last Unicorn, sixty percent critics on Rotten Tomatoes. However, eighty seven percent audience, so a big hit with the audiences, uh, various audiences I should say. Uh, couldn't find any info on in the budget. However, it opened for two point two million and domestically it grossed six point four million. So not knowing the budget, uh, maybe it made its money back, I have no clue. However, once you see the cast, they probably did have to spend a decent amount of money on the cast here. Uh, directed by Jules Bass and Arthur Rankin, same again, strangely enough, this kind of blew my mind, the mm. same people responsible for Flight of Dragons did this movie. Night and day difference here. Mm. Uh, the animation, everything. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh, written by Peter S. Beagle, he also did the, screen, uh, the novel that this was based on. And, I have the the ebook of this. I haven't read it yet, but apparently it, this was a big deal as far as a production being made. Finally, a, a production of this film being, uh, uh, excuse me, the story being made, uh, as we'll get into in just a minute. Uh, but voice actors, some really big names here. Jeff Bridges was Prince Lear. Of course, Starman, Big Lebowski, True Grit. Yeah. If you don't know who Jeff Bridges is, you need to go watch a movie to see what some real acting's like. He's the dude. Uh, Alan Arkin uh, he was Schmindrick, uh, Of course, he's been in, like everything lately, it seems, mm-hmm. nowadays. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine, recently in Argo. Grudge match with De Niro and Stallone. Now, if you don't know, know the name, you know this guy. You've seen him in something. Yeah. I promise you. Uh, Mia Farrow, she was the last unicorn. Of course, her big role was uh, Rosemary's Baby, and apparently, what was it, raped by Woody Allen, possibly, or something. I don't know. Oh, I, know right, there's a, right, I know there's right. some drama there. I don't know the exact drama. Uh, Tammy <laughs> Grimes uh, was Molly. Now, her character in this film, I'm listening to this. I'm like, I know this voice. I've heard this voice elsewhere. I've seen this woman or heard this woman in something Mm. else. I look at her eye and be thinking, like, I haven't seen her anything else. (laughs) But there's somebody else who sounds just like this woman. It's a raspy voice, instantly recognizable, but I cannot Mm. look through her whole history and I could not figure out where I recognize it from. So it must be from this film as a kid that just rings such a true memory. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Also, Angela Lansbury in probably one of the strangest roles of her career as Mommy Fortuna. Of course, Murder, She Wrote, Beauty and the Beast, Mrs. Potts, I think was her name in that film, and she's still alive and kicking. Very much so. Thankfully. Unfortunately, not the next person. Sir Christopher Lee passed away just last year. Uh, King Haggard, of course, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Episode 2 and 3, tons of Hammer films, uh, and also singer on two metal albums. yeah. So, if you haven't heard those, you them, check them out. Yeah, but when was that? Yeah, June 7th. So, actually, wow, almost a year. Well, not almost a year, but.
1: Uh, We're getting yeah. there.
0: close enough. 93.
1: I mean, today is March 7th. So, what? April, May, June. Yeah, yeah, three months. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah
1: you know. I just went through all the. Uh, I watched all the Hobbit movies, then all the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. all back to back. And. Uh, all the extended too. Oh Jesus! It's worth uh, revisiting. Like it's kind of funny watching uh, Fellowship of the Ring after you watch The Hobbit. Really? Because they reference way? everything. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because I did not like The Hobbit. Yeah. Any a lot of, of people them? didn't. I didn't like any of it. Second
1: viewing was better because uh, knowing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching Lord the Fellowship of the Ring specifically was interesting because all these references I didn't really catch. Like they go back to Bilbo's trolls. Yeah, the the Yeah, 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 and that's only in the
0: extended edition, I think, in it in Lord of the Rings that scene where they can't buy them. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember watching Lord of the Rings like, oh, there's the trolls. Yeah,
1: it was it was neat because I had just watched the Hobbit movies, and the reason I watched it because of the board game, the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah, but um, yes, of course. Also, in the extended version, they actually show Sauron's death and all that stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the internet video they made. Oh (laughs)
1: yeah. I kept thinking of those every time I, like at the end of the movie yeah, with uh, yeah. Gandalf because <laughs> I hadn't seen them in so long
0: now, I haven't <laughs> seen Lord the trilogy in a long time yeah
1: I haven't played not those, since like I've seen all the screen. hobbits
0: I should say and I just didn't like the hobbits I was just like I don't like these yeah it's, 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 it's no, like they're the not wrinkles, as good for like, sure
1: there's something missing I don't know There's, I think it was diversity of characters they were all dwarves and so they all kind of acted like um I think it was too humorful like or just wait, yeah, added humor. Like I could see how kids would like it. Younger
0: people would more adapt to like The Hobbit more than like Lord of the Rings.
1: At first, I thought it was because they didn't have any um, um, actors that were of note other than the two main ones. Mm-hmm. But Lord of the Rings was the same way. Yeah, when it came out, and when it came out, yeah. I, I,
0: nobody knew who Orlando Bloom was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Vigo. I mean Vigo no. was
0: in Texas Chainsaw Three and like <laughs> random others, you know, like little bit yeah. the psycho remake. I mean, nothing memorable. Yeah. Until that point. I mean Sean Bean was in a whole bunch of stuff before then. He was the big name to me, he was the big name in it. Yeah. And or- E. McKellen, of course, at that time because 'cause yeah. he'd done uh, X Men and six, stuff.
1: Prominently in all six. Yeah. But just, uh yeah, that's that's a fantasy movie of recent. <laughs> yeah. Not like these two we're talking about today. <laughs> Well, strangely
0: enough, these the same like production group also did that old Lord of the Rings movie from the eighty late uh, early eighties or late seventies oh, really? or The Hobbit, whatever. It, the was, Hobbit. it was both of them. I think they did both of them, didn't they?
1: Oh, they did. Uh, definitely The Hobbit. Mm,
0: excuse me, because it seems like I remember in the video store there was a badass cover of Gandalf, and, like painted, amazing looking cover.
1: Yeah, it's that one.
0: That's not the cover. Oh wait, no! If uh, if you go to the other pictures, there's oh
1: other pictures. Oh, photos. down below. Okay. Yeah. That, that's Lord of the Rings the middle talk. one yeah. yeah
0: so actually oh wow they had Return of the King and everything I don't know I've only seen the Hobbit one and the Lord of the Rings one I didn't even know, know that other was... one existed me either yeah but if I want to watch that I want to watch the movies <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> if I want to see that story I don't need to see that but anyway
1: that is cool art for the cover. yeah like
0: uh, that's why I rented it as a kid and my, and, uh, my mom uh, growing up in school they had to re- you know like like I like I don't know what kids have to read in school these days, but when I was a kid, we had to read. Well, one class when I was in high school read. Fifty Red, Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> one of the class, like the class I wasn't in had to read Fellowship of the Ring, but the class I was in had to read 1984 and something else. But uh, when mom was in school, they had to read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So, like, I remember renting that movie, and then she had, to, she had the books, the old, like, not first edition by any stretch of imagination, but like old 1960 paperback versions. And Those are the book, the versions of the books I read, which just hmm. old old paperbacks. All I'm getting at, but uh, it was funny because I didn't even you know, know the significance of that, or, or uh, not, uh, I, I thought it was overrated. I mean, when I read the book, when I read the Lord of the Rings books, I was like, "What's the big deal with these?"
1: Is this like Brony porn? <laughs> okay. Oh, anyway, yeah. Let, let, let's stop talking about Lord we still, of the Rings. We still have <laughs> Meanwhile, Lord of the Okay, uh, Last Unicorn on screen now, and
0: Last Unicorn is on Netflix, so you can watch it. Uh, the second I put it on, it, it starts with this little hip jazz hipster butterfly singing. I did not remember this at all. Is that what's going on right now? Yeah, he's like, he's about to sing a song. Like and I'm just, like, well, I'm just like, watch, just like, I don't remember this at all. I'm like, oh, I like, kept looking at Autumn, I'm like, this is, I'm like, here you go. The
1: man, the man. <laughs> he, it's a
0: little hipster butterfly. He's got a little scarf. He's got sunglasses on. <laughs> Again, I had no memory of this. The biggest thing I always remember was the big red bull. But anyway, so I'm watching this, just like, oh God, like this isn't gonna be good. Yeah. Like I don't remember singing at all in this movie. Uh, but anyway, it gets better. This is like, this is like, just don't pay attention to this part. The story and the movie gets a lot better. It keeps
1: hugging her horn. <laughs> What's he it keep it's doing? a phallic that? symbol. <laughs> it's
0: like, but anyway. He's touching once, it. Once it gets into like the the story of this is just this entire fucking song is just exposition. Like, oh, you need to go find the other unicorns. You're the last one. The red bull did all this. He's like, oh, I got to go find so you, him.
1: So I'm not the last one. No, you are the last one, but you can need to find the others. Well, it's
0: revealed in the story where the other ones are. <laughs> but uh, it gets a lot better than this opening number. And there's also some nightmare fuel type stuff in this, akin to like some of the scenes from *Secret of Nim*. Uh, uh, when you get to Mommy Fortuna's little carnival thing, there's like this harpy. Like, it's a vulture, but she has huge, saggy, disgusting looking tits. Which, as a kid, I didn't remember, but I'm watching, like, Jesus Christ, that's pretty graphic for a G rated film.
1: This just makes me think again, it'd be a brony's uh, wonderful movie to watch. Well, it's, there are unicorns, or is a unicorn in it. Yeah. And she's female, and she has those huge eyes.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. The animation in this uh, one—did I write it down? There was uh, a—I might not have because I didn't recognize the name. But the studio that did the animation for this was a Japanese studio. Mm. So, as you can clearly see, the difference in style—the stylistic difference between this and Flight of Dragons. This is cleaner, much more animated in terms. It's not just a a shape, and then wings are moving or shadow heads are moving. Uh, Like once it gets like the Red Bull stuff, and like with the more gothic stuff at the end, it's it gets really cool.
1: Those look like 8-bit trees, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think there was a video game on this one, so you probably <laughs> didn't play it. But uh, anyway, yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. Uh, I think, uh, again, uh, once you, I got into nostalgia mode after this part, I had no recolle- zero recollection of huh. this part. Uh, it gets a lot better. And, of course, it's well voice acted for what it is. Uh, and again, you know, I watch this. Re- There's a lot of nostalgia for me on this because I watch it so much as a kid burn into my memory are like scenes of the Red Bull chasing the unicorn and there's a talking skeleton in it too that I always always remembered uh, Mm. growing up and all that but anyway some of the trivia stuff on here Uh, Christopher Lee uh, he showed up for his recording session with his own copy of the book and he already had several places marked to indicate things that must be in the movie he said things that his character like my character would say this he must say this Mm. he was such a fan of it that he was impassioned uh as he was coming in for it.
1: This movie is metal.
0: (laughs) My band will do the soundtrack as well. Sorry, Christopher, we we have to draw the line there. Uh, Author Peter Beagle showed up at a recording session uh, as Christopher Lee recorded some of his monologue about how unicorns only brought him happiness. And after the session, Christopher Lee actually, like, you know, was ass-kissing the author, like, you know, was it good enough? Was this good enough for the character? I'll do it again, I'll do it again, I'll do what I have to do. So... Christopher Lee was a huge fan, like just absolutely loved this story uh, and real, in a sense a passion project for him. Uh, they did try to do a, or there was the idea of a live action version of this, which was in, you know, development hell forever. Uh, they even, at one point though, it had reached a degree of production to where they even had Christopher Lee and Angela Lansbury signed on to play their parts from the animated film in a live action film, but obviously never happened. Although uh now in this there's still like there's the author's still trying to get something done with the property, but there's like a lot of legal things now because of what, the, what studio owns the rights, the original and all that kind of crap that causes things to languish and not get made.
1: That's <laughs> him doing the German Oh
0: yeah, he did, he actually did his own dub for the German version. Oh wow. Okay, so I'm just, you know, just hearing people it's talking foreign languages sometimes <laughs> is just hilarious to me. <laughs> like,
1: but anyway, this is him actually doing the
0: rote Stier hat sie für mich gefangen, eins nach dem anderen Oh, you see, it's much too slow. That's wow. professional there. Yep. Uh, in 2010 uh, the, uh, one of the co-directors revealed that Jeff Bridges actually word? called and volunteered to do the film for free. Because he, Jeff Bridges liked the property and wanted to be a part of it. Hmm. And this again, this is 1982 Jeff Bridges. For free? So, yeah. Now his hmm. part isn't that big. He probably, honestly, he probably did his part in less than a week. Yeah. I would imagine. Maybe even less than that. Because he doesn't come in till halfway, over halfway through it. Uh, the Riddle That photos Ruck, Why Is a Raven Like a writing Desk? It's actually a famous unanswered riddle asked by the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. And there's no answer. Although people have tried for years to like say, oh no, it's this and come up with their own answer for it, there actually is no answer. So, somebody tells you there's an answer for it, there's pretty much not. Oh, and there's Angela Lansbury's character. This one? Yeah, that witch right there. Well, she looks like a witch. (laughs) There's also blood in this film. It's not like, you know, Japanimation style to where it's.
1: So she thought wearing a tree would be a good way to go, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is not heavy at all.
0: That's
1: probably why she's a hunchback. Yeah,
0: yeah, because she's pushing her head down. Take the
1: tree off your head, and then she's like six feet tall.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's got a bird on it to kind of counterweight it, I guess. Oh, okay. If the bird flies off, she'll fall. Uh, this, funny enough, speaking of the German dub, the soundtrack for this was one of the best selling albums in Germany in 1983. And we mentioned earlier, John McQueen did the, at least the title track for Flight of Dragons. Uh, the band America did the whole music for this one. Hmm. So there's a song called The Last Unicorn, which they play a couple times in the film. Huh. And there's, actually, there's several different songs that they play in the film, but it's all America, the band America that sings it. Uh, here's like a callback uh, piece of trivia all the way back to our Spaceballs episode. Uh, the word Schmedrick... The name of the Annette Magician that Alan Arkin does. It's based on the Yiddish slang word shillamil, which means unlucky bungler. And as the reference to Spaceballs was that when he calls the dude schmuck. That's Yiddish for, I forgot what it was. I think it was dick or something. Mm. I can't remember. It was something like that. Go really listen to that episode. It was a good episode. (laughs) I think Daniel was on that episode, so you'll get the Daniel reference that we made earlier today. And here's the sounds of, here's America with The Last Unicorn from 1982 on 80s Revisited.
1: You always wanted to do that, huh? (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, Some of the people, they uh, were considered for Prince Lear before Jeff Bridges called in and said, hey, I'll do it for free. Yeah. Uh, Michael Crawford, uh, who's a veteran of the podcast with uh, Condor Man. Mm. Uh, More notably, the originator. Condor Man. God, that movie's so bad. (laughs) But uh, also, more notably for him, the originator of the role of the fan of the opera in the Broadway, or the, the musical version, I should say. Uh, Richard Harris and Kurt Russell. Uh, also, for Schmindrick instead of Alan Arkin, they did talk to Dustin Hoffman and, strangely enough, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. But, again, they went with uh, Alan Arkin, so they still went with a good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, anyway,
1: wrapping this... What? I mean, did he sound like Alan Arkin of today?
0: No, I can't imitate Alan Arkin. But, but he
1: definitely so, has an imitatable voice. Yeah, he's
0: very distinct. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? That, that's, I guess that's Christopher Lloyd I'm trying to do. Yeah. I, don't know who, I don't know who that is, but that's my Alan Arkin. Like, hey, what'd you know what's yeah. going on here?
1: I wish I could do that and then just do impressions of other people. Like, yeah. Alan Arkin as Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that would work.
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh, again, to compare and contrast the two movies we talked about today, Fly Dragons, never seen it until a few weeks ago. Don't see what the big deal even could have been, or even what it could have been if I seen it as saw it as a kid. It was just poorly animated. The story was silly. But again, I understand that I understand the fact that there's nostalgia there for a lot of people. Maybe they haven't seen it in forever, so maybe they should watch it again if they want to, or maybe not. No, you know what? No, don't watch that movie again because I don't think you'll appreciate it as much as you did as a kid. Let that let that memory stay pure. Mm. Uh, but Last Unicorn, I watched This was I had the VHS. Watched it a ton as a kid, loved it as a kid, and then again rewatching it. Nostalgia is a big factor for me on this one, not opposed uh, as opposed to the *Fly Dragon*. So, watching it aside from that first awkward musical number that really like made me think if I even remembered anything correctly about the film, I still enjoyed it. Watch it to the end. Uh, there's there's a good there's a cool story. There's the artwork is really great. There's some great visuals with the Red Bull and some of the other stuff. Uh, especially late at the uh, second half of the movie when it gets a lot more gothic in terms of the overall visual style. But mm. I'd, I'd give this one a six. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like, when I have kids, I'd, let them, you know, they'd watch it on Netflix or I'd see what they would think of it, I would say. It'd be one I'd play for them. I would never, mm, excuse me, I would never let them again. see Flight of Dragons.
1: <laughs> you cannot
0: watch that. <laughs> and then, of course, I tell them they can't watch it and then they go watch it and then like, yeah, it's the best movie ever because my dad didn't let me watch it. But anyway. In the real world. Let's see, again, this released November 19th, 1982. And November 20th, the day after uh, University of California, Berkeley, executes the play in a college football game against Stanford, completing a wacky, and this is not my words, this is Wikipedia's words, 57-yard kickoff return that includes five laterals, and they eventually went on, they scored a touchdown off of it, and they won 25-20. to So Hmm. it's a famous play in college football that occurred the day after this film came out theatrically so if you know what that is good, good for you but anyway uh, did I say my score I gave it a six if I didn't yeah you did so anyway but uh, at the Back to the Future segment for each of these Animation Fest episodes is a different topic of the decade regarding the cartoons we did best theme song and then I forgot what the other one was best theme song oh uh, underrated cartoons so now this is the second to last episode so we're going to do the worst mm. the ten my ten the ten cartoons that would come on and I would not like watching them I would wait. I would usually suffer through them to get to what was coming on next. So, All and right. and again, I don't. I don't mean to offend people. If if you you know, if you think oh, <laughs> just if my if my opinion of something matters to you as much as my good friend Jeremy's does, to where now you no longer look at *Flight of the Dragons* the same way, it's just my opinion. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to you. I promise. You so, ruined it so yeah so just keep again keep that in mind we're, we're cool here we appreciate other people's point of views on 80's Revisited although it's just me talking and spewing my bullshit but anyway number 10 for me The Wuzzles uh,
1: The Wuzzles? yeah is, it was uh, dumb what's this intros? worst intros? no this is just worst cartoons worst oh, cartoons these are ones oh. I this did is not the intro like intro anyway did uh, not funny.
0: it was Disney I'm sure younger people might have liked it just didn't like it. And again, this is, this is from my childhood, so I don't remember what came on after this. But I remember a lot of people had these fucking stuffed animal toys based on this show, and I just... I'm sitting there with my He-Man and Thundercats, and other people are playing with the wuzzles, and I just didn't get it. Hmm. So anyway, that's number nine. Number, excuse me, number ten. Number nine, Kissy Fur.
1: Kissy Fur.
0: Now, I'd like, also like to keep in mind... Ma- Everybody keep in mind, I didn't remember these. I remember like, the top few. Because like, oh, I hated these cartoons. But then I had to go look at a list. Because I couldn't remember 10 cartoons I hated. I had to watch a little bit of YouTube to see stuff. But memories came back really quickly on some of these. And Kissy Fur was crap.
1: I don't remember this. Yeah, That's a shot from Back to the Future 3. <laughs> they copied it. <laughs> Zemeckis was a big fan of Kissy Fur.
0: But it's, it's, this was just dumb. Little Kissy Fur and his little friend i never seen this. Yeah, he, and I have no idea. This, again, this was, was a show. It was like a filler show between good shows. So moving on. Weird. Number eight, Denver, The Last Dinosaur. It was just dumb. <laughs> again, I can't talk a lot about uh, a yeah. good number of these because, I, again, I didn't watch them.
1: All the notes are the same. I just, They're again,
0: I, just like, I, it. I was like, oh, man, uh, Thundercats is on after this. I might as well just leave this on because there's nothing else on in this time slot to get to the good cartoon. You didn't like this? No. Because, okay, at the same time, there was Dinosaurs. <laughs> All right, in the same time period. Dinosaurs! Oh, yeah. It's just... It's Encino Man. Encino <laughs> Man copied this cartoon. Hey,
1: buddy.
0: <laughs> Basically. Uh, anyway, and then number seven. Although this cartoon did appear, I think, on our honorable mention, or it was the top one of the top theme songs, the show sucked. And it was Gummy Bears. Uh, hated. I hated the show, but I love the song. The song was very catchy. I would sing. I would watch the intro, and then be like, "Okay, well, let me change the channel to whatever else is coming on." I just can't remember if it was on the list or if it was honorable mention. But the theme song is great. Not so much the show. Uh, okay, now this one, number six. I love the idea of the show, but the cartoon wasn't really that good to me. I always find myself being bored with it. And it's Dino Riders. Mm. Awesome toys. I, I had better ideas for the show than the show had when I played with the Dino Rider toys. Great great toys, awesome idea. Boring ass show. To me again. I know a lot of people a lot of people love Dino Riders. But sorry. Number five. Now this okay, you know like how uh You'd watch, like, the Three Stooges as a kid. And as a kid, I didn't like the Shimp episodes. I always had... Oh, excuse me. No, I liked Shimp. I did like Curly Joe. Excuse me. I liked Curly and Shimp. Hated the episodes with Curly Joe because he was just trying to copy Curly. Oh. So I'd be watching Three Stooges, and then it's the Curly Joe episode. I was extremely disappointed. Well, had the same kind of situation with Voltron. Regular Voltron, Defender of the Universe, one of the best ever you're going to hear on next week's list. But Voltron Vehicle Force was nowhere near as good as regular Voltron. That was the one where they weren't lions. They were all different little helicopters, and they were like Transformers, more so that form, you know, uh, like a Devastator, you know, would the vehicles form the giant robot.
1: Well, is, like all the popular ones have have spinoffs, like yeah. Power Rangers. This is,
0: the, this is the right
1: one. This is oh, wait, the no, right one? No
0: no, 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 I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. This is Vehicle Force. It starts can't off even similar. tell. It <laughs> starts off similar from the dawn of civilization. <laughs> And see, it's the exact same theme song. I mean, uh, music, I shouldn't say. They just changed the words. As it's, it's just, this one was not as good. The it would disappoint me as a kid that it wasn't the Lions. Because I'm sitting there with my little Lions, ready to watch the show and play. Yeah. And then it's Vehicle Force. I didn't have We got to sell more forest. toys. I mean, I, eh, it, just, it wasn't as good.
1: can not keep selling the Lions. Yeah,
0: they had to do something Cars different. Cars are cheaper. Yeah, had to do something different. Number four, and this one I really, really hated. It was, it's called The Littles. It was about some little things, <laughs> some little creatures called the littles, and I think it came might have came on Nickelodeon or something. But this show—it looks like hobbits. This show was so stupid. I hated this show so bad. Yeah, like
1: sweet 3D though.
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: Is that Squirtle? Looks from, like it from Pokemon.
0: <laughs> this show was just terrible. I hated it. I I, so like, I as a kid, I knew what hate was because of this show. Like.
1: Yeah, that's definitely uh, Ash and Squirtle. <laughs> There's Ash on his oh, shoulder. Yeah.
0: Get the same kind of. Oh God! Please. Okay, moving on. Number three, the Snorks. Mario.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number three is the Snorks. I hated the Snorks. No Squirtle. It was just the Smurfs under the sea, and I didn't like the Smurfs either. But I think I didn't, I just didn't put them on the list because I just didn't at least could watch the Smurfs. Hated the Snorks. I love Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw was great because it was a great white shark that played drums in a band and had <laughs> undersea adventures. Snorts yeah, were just right. fucking stupid. I hated them. <laughs> Number 2. Again, another like cheap imitation of something that was awesome and you will hear it on next week's list of the 10 best. Number 2 was Gobots. Wow. AKA cheap Transformers. Yeah. I remember my mom got me a Gobot one time. She's like, "Oh, I got you a Transformer." and I, she said that before she showed me the package and I was like, I was so excited I was like, yes! Which Transformers <laughs> you get? And it wasn't Transformers Go-Bot and I was immediately like oh. What
1: the <laughs> shit is this?
0: I was like, as a kid you're not, you don't have tact usually so I was like, this isn't, a tra- this isn't a Transformer I had a little fit about it Rightfully so though because Transformers toys were awesome as was the cartoon Go-Bots were not I mean just listen <laughs> that tells you enough
1: yeah, their transformations were a lot more simple.
0: Yeah, and there's no sound effect when they transform. <laughs> it's just so...
1: Yeah, they're just quiet, well-oiled machines.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and and like, you know, there were times as a kid I would be changing channels, seeing what cartoons on, and there'd be in the middle of a GoBots episode, oh, Transformers! Oh, wait, no, that's not Transformers. Nope. Let me see what else is on. And number one, the cartoon I hated the most, Turbo Team.
1: Turbo Team.
0: Yes, uh... This kid would like I, th- I think if he got wet or he got too hot he would turn into a
1: car. <laughs> what? So Gremlins rules only he turns into a car. Okay, look, here we go. This will refresh our memory.
0: I swerved into the path of Dr. molecular transfer Oh my <laughs> god.
1: Oh my god. It was always creepy
0: because his face see like his smile becomes a <laughs> grill. Turbo AKA Night Rider.
1: Right. Well, kind of.
0: With, with a twist, <laughs> where he turns Christine, into the car. The series. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that car becomes the Christine <laughs> from the book.
1: <laughs> anyway. They screw him at the end of the series, so that's why he becomes a murderer.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. None of those. I mean, again, Voltron Vehicle Force had a legacy, but it doesn't. It was not as good as the original. Dino Riders. Great idea. Awesome toys. Hated the cartoon. And it came on really early, too. Like, they were, Land of the Lost would come on, then, like, Diner Riders, and then, like, you kind of get into high gear with the other big-name cartoons after that. So I'd always have to kind of, like, wait for Diner Riders to be over to get to some better stuff. So, again, I'm sure a lo- Again, we talked about it, I think, on our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Turbo, I didn't know that <laughs> did Turbo Team. <Jean. laughs>
1: of him, like, at a frat house
0: into secret government molecular transfer rate now whenever brett gets too hot he becomes an yeah, incredible turbo team <laughs>
1: That's like, so, so he's so getting he horny and he gets too hot so he lays under a furnace <laughs> <laughs> they put the girl on his mouth like <laughs> 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 they're
0: gonna go bang at him yeah god <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. Are you afraid Brett's going to find out if the girl's <laughs> with <his> best <laughs> no, stupid. That's I'm the best episode of Turbo Team. <laughs> <teen. laughs> Came out 30 years guy. later. Dude, freak car. Car.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, dude.
0: <laughs> oh man, this is so much better than a bum's going to shit in it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All the worst
1: things happen to turtle. Right, let's get out of here! Yeah! He's <laughs> I mean, just a car, what else could he do?
0: Yeah. Well, he can, like, drive himself, so, like. <laughs> He's taking the wheel. I can't wait to see what's gonna happen when he turns back. Is he not gonna have his hands and <laughs> <at> feet?
1: <Bro. laughs> he gets towed to a junkyard. <laughs> 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 Yep, he's missing a Fatality.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Turbo Teen, Robot Chicken. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, better than any episode of the series of Turbo Teen.
1: Sums it up, though. That's for sure.
0: And better than watching any of these 10 cartoons we talked about right. in Flight of Dragons. Uh. So again, let us know what you think, because again, uh, cartoons that you like as kids, is completely subjective, and also, as we talked about before, I think it's very de- dependent upon what played, what your local stations ended up playing, uh at certain times and all that, that depend on, that really come to play as to what... Uh, Someone brought
1: up a good point. So when you turn back into a teenager, there those parts the guy still <laughs> turns into human parts. <laughs> he puts
0: them on his car yeah. and he's riding all. so they turn the hands. <laughs> yeah. Fall off into the road. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, yes, continue. <laughs> yeah,
0: but anyway, so I'm sure oh, some people love funny. some of the cartoons we mentioned, and I know a lot of people like Flight of Dragons and hate Last Unicorn. That's fine. We respect everybody here but uh, don't, don't forget wrong. drop us an email agevisit at gmail.com let us know what you think where we went off well, why I'm wrong because I'm not infallible I'm a human being that doesn't turn into a car or ride a dinosaur <laughs> uh, and also again Awesome Podcast Network there's plenty of old episodes of all the <clears throat> excuse me all the great podcasts on the Awesome Podcast Network such as Geekly Dose Duo Attack if you like Hero Clicks all sorts of fun stuff and also a big shout out to our friends at Now and Nostalgia John and James over in Lafayette Brothers in Podcast World and uh, next week, we will wrap up Animation Fest with, in my opinion, a good note. We'll go out on a good note with The Land Before Time. Mm. So until next time, I remain Trey Harris.
1: Jesse Sedgwick.
0: Kawabunga!